Tagovailoa trying to make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Cologne looking for his first hit of the year. Oh. He drives one! Deep left field! That goes Upton! Back near the wall! It's out of here! <laughs> Bartolo has done it! There's only one word that comes to mind. Greatness. What is up, guys? And welcome back to another episode of the Red Shirt Podcast. The first weekend of the NCAA tournament is behind us. We move on to the Sweet 16 and Elite 8 matchups. Um, I'm back here with the same people from the last two episodes. We have Noma Grublian, Trent Sweeney, Jackson Francois, and Joey Bonadonna. Uh, thank you guys for joining me once again. And uh, we're just going to hop into this. Um, we're going to be it's a little more unstructured. We're just going to talk kind of about our favorite matchups moving forward and just some things to look forward to, as well as possibly some gloating from certain picks from the round of 64 and 32. But um, I'll start off with, um, obviously, St. Peter's, I think we can all agree, is the most surprising team that we're seeing in the Sweet 16. After St. Peter's, who would you guys say you're the most surprised to see um, playing on the second weekend? Not not yeah. Iowa State. Because I was going to say, um, for, for my sake, I'm definitely surprised by Iowa State, but, you know, I, I digress. I'm surprised by Miami because I thought that they would lose to USC and all of a sudden they're in the sweet 16. That was one that I was swapping back and forth on going into. And I unfortunately landed on USC, but I definitely would not have seen them going to the, to the sweet 16. Yeah. Um, no, for me, I, I really, I, I, I was never a USC believer. I generally believe USC was fraudulent, but I thought that the way that this, map you know was laid out i thought that there was an avenue for usc i had usc going to the sweet 16 um but i i don't know i mean kudos to miami they they didn't just beat auburn they they thoroughly beat them they they very much manhandled them which look i love to see i'm very happy to see auburn lose yeah um i think michigan could be surprised too i mean everybody thought they'd yeah, beat michigan. Colorado state but i didn't think that no one thought they'd beat tennessee most people had tennessee in the national championship or the final four so, well, yeah. not the final four, but I, yeah. I agree that no one saw no one saw Michigan beating Tennessee. It honestly. definitely felt like Tennessee to most people were at the least a sweet 16 lock. And I think a lot of people had them at least going to the elite eight against Arizona. I yeah, just had or, to throw some snarkiness in there because he said the final four, but like Arizona's in that region. So Arizona. yeah, well, Arizona didn't deserve to make the sweet 16 because they got okay. bailed out against TCU. Eddie mm-hmm. It was a backcourt violation first. It was a backcourt violation. Just a, a horribly ref call. Like, like that was just horrible yeah, refs. That was just oh, you yeah, it was a really one. bad <laughs> sequence of plays from the backcourt violation to the missed foul to the uh, trying to dunk on with what point (laughs) i was in i was in his instagram live stream last night and he said i'm gonna say this once i didn't want to lay it in because i was scared i was gonna miss it dale and terry said that i told you that i told you that like that that's the reason why and and he said that he confirmed he was scared it would hit the backboard and he would miss it imagine if he smoked the layup (laughs) i mean he would have like He's a he's a Division One athlete. He should make those shots. Oh, he, I did not want to go. That's a lot more. Com- that's a lot more respectable <laughs> to miss that shot than to not get it off. There's no one there. Um, what about North Carolina? We didn't talk about North Carolina. I mean, I kind of. I think that's North one Carolina that... did not surprise me at all. Yeah, they, it doesn't the, the the score uh, like North Carolina winning doesn't didn't surprise me, but like 
the actual game was like, what the hell happened? It was 67-42 with like nine minutes left. Yeah, the way that Baylor stormed back. UNC almost had like the biggest collapse of all time. Like It was definitely one that I would not have expected them to win that in overtime. Like going into that overtime, it was like, okay, Baylor's going to win this just because they're so hot right now. And UNC literally doesn't have two of their best players on the floor. Yeah, I mean, it was just – I took North Carolina because I thought that with Baylor not being healthy without Jonathan Chomachetua, they'd struggle to handle Armando Baker, which was totally the case. And that's what it looked like all game. But then Baylor storm, you know, nearly coming back despite all of those, you know, no him, um, just dealing with injuries all year. I think it really speaks to the culture and the program that Scott Drew has there. And I think in general, Baylor really is on their way to establishing themselves as a consistent national contender. Because I think if you if you give if you give a healthy Baylor team, um, I think North Carolina was a tough draw. But in general, I think a healthy Baylor team um, can make a Final Four run. It just wasn't the case. Um, yeah, I mean, we can talk about Iowa State uh, as Joey was the first <laughs> I, one I mentioned. Would, I would, yeah. Um, so I think. Uh, it, that's just a rough game for Wisconsin. Like, no shots fell. Absolutely none. They're good looks, just none of them fell. It's unfortunate. And and now I'm sitting here what, what looking at the transfer portal, hoping that the Badgers can get Nellie Cummings or Antonio Reeves instead I of I think Lindsay can shoot the ball, man. I think yeah, – okay. I, and I'm not going to go into a, a – transfer portal tangent here but i think wisconsin's got the good got a good opportunity to get someone good oh, but they better because I, I, they scored I like should, 45 points i should be watching them in the sweet 16 this week but unfortunately what do you mean you should be what does that mean this is march joey this is no one cares no one cares expected. that they have a three seed joey no one cares that jackson saying... Iowa State and we all are rooting against iowa state for that sole purpose I am yeah, saying the facts that every, everyone, five in more points forum, team. everyone in Pfizer forum on Sunday night knows, and it, th- this is going to be a fun one. If Chucky Hepburn does not get hurt, it might be a different game. That's I just, but I, I just said that but we were yes. talking about Baylor and I said, if Baylor was healthy, yes, I think they it's make the a same thing. But, but unfortunately, and I am saying, unfortunately, that is just, that is not how it worked. And I'm saying shots didn't fall. It wasn't just Chucky Hepburn. Johnny Davis had a poor night shooting. And I did say that in one of our early ones, you need Johnny Davis to be shooting well to win a, win games in the tournament. He did not shoot well that night. Um, no one else could make a shot. Uh, season high in turnovers, just an overall bad storm for the Badgers. And yes, they are a round of 32 exit. Yes. Um, just to go yeah. back for one second, I know we just referenced the Arizona TCU game. Let me tell you, I was there. Um, it was crazy. Um, it really was obviously given proximity. I expected it to be a lot of Arizona fans, but it truly felt like, like just this, you know, like a, another version of McHale. It was, you know, McHale West. It was just, it was so stupidly loud for Arizona. And I just, it felt like Arizona was gonna, you know, second half, turn it up. TCU wasn't going to be able to stick with them. And TCU played they didn't play perfect. There were, there were a lot of things they could have done better, but that was about as gutsy of a performance as you're, as you're ever going to see. They took them toe to toe, you know, a couple more free throws being made a couple, you know, a couple breaks going their way and and they're dancing up to the sweet 16. And I think um, that speaks to TCU 
playing very well, really good coaching from Jamie Dixon. As Jackson mentioned, him as a great coach in our last episode. But I think it also speaks to that Arizona needs – I mean, I think, you know, we were talking about Arizona being upset-proof. They're going to – they can't play like that to beat Houston. Houston preys on teams that make simple mistakes. And Arizona will not advance if they play like they did on Sunday. And I'll what say- – I, I, I do want to go back and touch on the, the home court advantage and I'll go back to a stick. I don't know how much it really mattered across the first. Okay. Baylor lost in Fort Worth. It um, mattered. They didn't have a big Colgate. crowd though. Baylor didn't have a big crowd in Fort Worth. In the Colgate Wisconsin game, it mattered. Yeah. The, the, I would I, definitely say that helped it the, to a large extent, but honestly the, thinking about it, I, I honestly feel like it pos- possibly puts more pressure on, the team that's expected to have home court advantage. Well, I'll say this. Larger. The two teams that had the biggest crowds, it, from what I feel like, were Arizona and Wisconsin. And, like, they almost I, – I, I think uh, your Kentucky. take of that it puts – Kentucky. Yeah, you're right. Um, the That it puts more pressure on them. I don't know about that, but, like, I, I don't know. It is interesting that – because you're right about Kentucky and then you have Wisconsin and Arizona. All three of those teams – well, two of them lost. And Arizona should not be – dancing anymore they they should have lost that game uh but you know, they're still alive so if you boil it down to two in my opinion boil it down to two things for arizona you simply have to shoot better um from deep they just weren't their shots were not fine part of that is kirk reese shot like one of ten and kirk i'm not a kirk reese fan at all and the other thing is you need to contribute he did absolutely nothing. He didn't really play much in the second half. Coloco was dominant, but as they are, I mean, they're, you, you know, they, they've been touted as like, you know, the twin towers, they have two seven footers and Azulis just hasn't been having that impact. Um, I think if he shows up, I think Arizona final four. Christian Coloco and Ben Matherm were literally like Kobe and Shaq. Like that, that, that duo was insane on Sunday. It was just, it was ridiculous. Like, I have watching like Arizona all this year. I haven't seen Coloco and Mathurin just take over a game so much. It was incredible. Yeah. Um, what a game from Eddie Lampkin. Yeah. Eddie Lampkin, if he just made a couple more free throws. He was hooping, bro. He was absolutely hooping. You know, that was, uh, it was impressive to see that. And it it's really funny to me. I feel like throughout college basketball, just there's some guys that you kind of forget um like existed and just transferred to kind of random less significant scores. Like Michael, Michael Peavy had like one point for TCU. I forgot he existed. <laughs> just random guys like that. I think one game that first round that we should probably be talking about Chattanooga, Illinois. Trent yeah. Sweeney, it's oh. your time. Yeah. That was my favorite game. Hey. But thing is though for that game Malachi Smith really never got going. I mean, he had 12, but, like, he averages 20 on the year. And he took those last shots. I mean, he looked confident. I thought he was going to make his – I thought he was going to make that mid-range. But he looked confident, but he just didn't look like himself. Well, it's because the Illinois defense. Yeah, and I mean, then that's, that's a big reason why. Ch- Chattanooga had so many opportunities to put them away, and they just – I think ne- they got in foul trouble. That was the problem. When you play Kofi, you get in foul trouble. Yeah, that's it, what DeSouza, it, it, I mean, DeSouza is the best. He was the best matchup for Kobe, Kofi and just the, the yeah. I mean, the shot that gave him the lead, I, I think it goes back, and obviously Illinois did lose, and size in the post 
didn't end up mattering. But in that game against Chattanooga, I mean, they simply just got outmatched on on the glass in that on that one play, and um, Kofi Coburn made the play to give Illinois the lead. Yeah, and ultimately, I mean, it's hilarious how bad my bracket is. I, both of my, my, the teams that I had in the national championship both lost uh, on the first weekend. Uh, Rip the Kentucky Illinois dream. It was ambitious to take Illinois. I knew the risk I was taking there, but man, I thought Kentucky was a sweet 16 lock. I, yeah, I think I had them in the, in the final four in at least three of my five brackets. That's just a casual yeah. take right there, you know. I had them losing. I had intellectuals like me. So in, in my Peter's opinion, St. No, Peter's beating you Kentucky. literally deny it. St. Peter's beating Kentucky was the like, second biggest upset in tournament history. Like I one is you can make an argument it was the first because it's the funny I so I when it happened, I I thought that, but like I mean a 16 beat a one seed, that's like the most, you know, that's the best upset you and can I think see. In and of itself, the fact that a 16 over one never happened, I think just the significance of that. Yeah. And and Kentucky was, I think, a one seed caliber team, but for it to be not only a one seed, to be the number one overall team in the tournament, I think I, I could understand that. You can make the same argument, though. For, well, Saint, for this Saint Peter's was the, not that this means anything, it's just numbers. Saint Peter's was and like probably the worst 15 seed. Of course, they're 15 seeds. But I'd say Kentucky was definitely the best two seed. Like, well, I mean, they lost. But... Oh, oh, word. Yeah. I mean, in the regular season, they were. But, like, it, this just kind of proves that the tournament's just a whole new season. I mean, Michigan was not that good in the regular season. And they're in the Sweet 16. They weathered the storm there. against Colorado State. Like, what were they? They were down by 15, like 10 minutes in. And yeah. it's like after that, they just like found a new gear and that, that you know, went into the Tennessee game too. I mean, Michigan looked lights out. It's just, it's crazy how a team can look so dysfunctional and then all of a sudden the tournament just be so good. Yeah. Um, I think one game we didn't go over yet that I think I might send this over to Trent Sweeney to start us off um, because I think this is another little bit of a Trent Sweeney special because I know he's a big fan of the team that lost. Gonzaga Memphis. He's on the phone. I I will I, I, oh, I will I, I'll take that now. I've the whole season I was not high on on Memphis, but I knew coming to the tournament that obviously they have the talent to beat most teams in the country, and that was probably one of the most talented matchups we'll see in a one versus nine matchup in a while. You can argue Memphis is more talented than Gonzaga. Yeah, easily. You could easily argue that. And I think um, I think we we talked about it while the game was going on. If Imani Bates is not on a, a minutes uh, restriction and he's out there more, I mean, Imani Bates is – at one point he was one of the most hyped prospects of all time. Um I, I think that's an interesting story of itself, but you you knew that they had the talent to go toe to toe with Gonzaga, and unfortunately, it just didn't end up. I mean, that was just a a good Best comeback ball. by by Gonzaga and Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren. To see the way that Memphis really rallied this year, I mean, they looked really bad to start the year, and it looked like it was one of those things where oh, you know, Memphis has all this talent. Let's rank them, you know, in preseason top 15. And then they, and they, you know, 
end up be, not being great. And, I, you know, I haven't been a believer in Penny Hardaway as being a great coach, but look, they turned it around. And I think that this is definitely an important building block to show that they can show up when it matters. If Chat wants to talk about them, they are his team. Who, Memphis? Memphis. Yeah. Memphis is my team. And that was probably my favorite game of the whole tournament. I agree. It was super fast. That one and the Chattanooga game were my two favorite games of the whole tournament. Because, like, like I said, I love watching Memphis play. Memphis is probably my favorite team to, play, favorite team to watch play. Like, I love Tyler Harris, short king. I love Tyler Harris. He, he's a hooper. But, like, I feel like if Amani wasn't on minutes restrictions, that would have been a different game. Because when he was out there, he was hooping. They should have taken it off. I know that sounds yeah, – I know, but player mystery. It's hard to do. But yeah, that, that just shows have. you – Memphis played really good, and Gonzaga didn't play that good. That just shows you how good Gonzaga is. Drew yeah. Timmy yeah. is different in March. Drew Timmy's post moves piss me off. But I hate that, dude. That stupid mustache. You should shave that. <laughs> is, is there a team playing better basketball right now than Houston? Like – I'm just that's, looking a, at this. that's another team that I wasn't high on coming into the tournament, but I mean, obviously they're playing very great basketball right now. And again, I think the Arizona Houston matchup is, it's going to be interesting. What about, are we, we going to talk about St. Peter's at some point. I mean, sure, yeah, cool. get, get, I, yeah, I'm just going to say, and I, I might regret saying this, but I think, Jaden Ivey's playing some of the most electrifying basketball individually we've seen in this tournament. Well, how, I mean, what do you mean you regret saying this? Mean if you're... Uh, regretting that if St. Peter's wins and I have them. Well, then we're all happy because then a 15 seeds in the elite eight. Yeah. Yes. Like even though I also, <laughs> don't, I also don't want my, my being wrong to be out on, Live bear, but here, here we are. Jaden Ivey's probably going to take everyone. Clip game. this. I'll clip it. Yep, there you go. But like, <laughs> well, speaking of players, like on a different level, like the two guys that stand out to me because you just said Ivy's in a different level. It's Ivy and Matherin. They've been the players of the tournament. Like, they're both those guys are just going crazy right now. And they uh, didn't didn't Ivy hit a really clutch shot against uh, or, I mean Texas. Yes, I that was the other after watching Wisconsin season come to an end. I stuck around and watched Purdue versus Texas. I kind of expected the um, I expected it to be kind of a shootout there in the second half between Ivy and Carr. And it kind of looked like it was going to start to be that the early part of the second half. But at some point, Carr just literally stopped shooting the ball and Ivy was making play after play. Um, and it was one of the best individual performances I saw all weekend. Tyrese Hunter was also number two respects to Racine on that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, we can talk about St. Peter's. Like I'll be the first one to make the baseball joke, but yeah. um, they played really well. It's like you have a team that just won their conference and you said they're the worst 15 seed, but it just shows like you can play well, Kentucky certainly i was i think i said they're the worst 15 seed because that was my opinion last week before the tournament and i'm kind of like that you know like that's what i thought so i'm not gonna that's that's what i believed so i'm gonna stick with that but now obviously you can see that they're i mean obviously the best 15 seed but the thing that stands out to me is like saint peter's like has a top 25 defense in the country and this isn't something that i noticed until 
I looked after they beat Kentucky and I'm like, wow, how did I not see this? I, I wouldn't have picked them over Kentucky, but I would have at least given them like a thought, like, okay, this team plays good defense. Maybe they could do something. Yeah, I was trying to say that, but y'all cut me off. Yeah. I was going to say, we, are, we, we talked about St. Peter's for like two or three minutes. It's just very, very weird. Well, and we then they kind of ended- talked about St. Peter's. Mm-hmm. Of- yeah. Our- yeah. About another sport in the athletic program. So <laughs> I talked to I talk my friends that goes to St. Peter's, right? One of our friends. I said, after after the Kentucky game, he said, we just took down Kentucky. There was mayhem going around Jersey City. He said the Cox did it. Yeah, um, he actually sent me Joey's story promoting the podcast episode. He sent it to me and said, need a shout out for the Peacocks in the next one. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a good person. So right now, shout out to the Peacocks. Wonderful season. Hopefully it continues. That'd be they need cool. to fix the roof. Oh, I, I hope that the uh, the late season madness can help their baseball team because they need all the help they can get right now, huh? Yes. Like, but moving on to Sweet 16 one matchups. <laughs> yeah, they're terrible. <laughs> they should be, they're like D8 level. Uh, just, just one more thing about the, the round of 32. I think Illinois was like, like what was going on with that team? Like oh, they man. looked just uh, brad underwood is is he the problem they look they looked horrific like houston looked good but illinois looked really bad and they, um that's because Curbelo's not very good yeah Curbelo is like he has like a side of him which we see like 20 percent of the time where he's really good but 80 percent of the time he just is selling the team and it, it just seemed Word. like like Plummer and fraser just never got going they have, they, it seems like they don't ever get going in the tournament. Well, also Houston's Houston. I didn't watch that game too closely, oh, but I would just like Im- the best perimeter defense in. A, in yeah, I was gonna say I would just imagine like those guys were just bothered by Houston's physicality and defense. Just that doesn't surprise me. Those shooters get bothered. Uh, but yeah, they look Illinois looked really bad. Yeah, that's the thing about Illinois. That's the risk that I ran taking them there because that that's their two sides to their team they look like a title contender and they look like they're playing you know division two that's just kind of the nature. Well, one thing in their defense though is uh jacob grandison was hurt and he's a really true. big part of that he's offense but still they 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 didn't look good it's yeah, not I like mean, he would have changed yeah, that they really weren't weren't super in that game it didn't i never got a sense that they were going to win that game late into it but um sweet 16 matchups what is our what's everyone thinking games that they're most looking forward to i will say one thing when is the last time we've seen a 10 versus an 11 in the that's a, that's a hundred percent that's a great question and i don't have an answer to that but it's very i have to say i think we're spoiled tomorrow because arkansas gonzaga i mean gonzaga will win that game but that still has a chance to be a decent game but then you've got michigan that. villanova texas tech duke and arizona houston those are three insane matchups. And then you also have Gonzaga playing. Do we like, want to pick them and pick our Elite Eight and Final Four teams? Sure. Um, yeah. Let's go around. Yeah, I definitely did a um, a second chance bracket because mine is toast. Uh, you yeah. did a second chance bracket. It should, that shouldn't be a thing. It's like the NIT of brackets. It's not successful. Like, like, it doesn't mean anything if you're like good at it. That's like not, it's not the fun of the brackets. But okay, we can go around. Um. Uh, okay. First game: Gonzaga, Arkansas. Well, uh, Noah, you can go first. Uh, Gonzaga, Arkansas. Well, I'll take Gonzaga. Um, Arkansas didn't 
I mean, Vermont's good, but like they didn't look too good against Vermont and against New Mexico State, they like could not hit a three to save their lives. They looked horrible. Gonzaga's gonna feast. I like I like Gonzaga. Sweet. Um, I have to go with Gonzaga just because if you think about it, they're just a better team. Like, I'm just gonna be straight up, they're just a better team. I mean, Arkansas, Arkansas will compete with them, but Gonzaga's a better team. Jay Franny? Oh, you know what? I'm going to probably be the lone here. And I'll wrap the Hawks. Um, Stagg didn't look great. Uh, I think Arkansas plays a brand of basketball where Jalen Williams is just, like, stronger than Jet Homer and and Drew Timmy. I just think they'll win. So, yeah, I'm buying into J.D. Note and Chris Likes. Gonzaga didn't look great, but Mark Few. pig. Mark Few. Mark Few is like one of the best coaches in college basketball. He'll have Gonzaga. So is Eric Musselman. So he is, is, but but Few will have his guys ready, and he's they're more talented. Arizona State University head coach. You, you can cut that if you want, because I I did just give my biggest rival a shout out. Sweeney, okay, open. you're in it. I'm not cutting it out. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, Joey. Um, I'm taking Gonzaga. Um, I. I I think Arkansas is definitely not as talented as, as Memphis was and Memphis. I mean, to be fair, Gonzaga was in that game with Georgia state for a while too, but I don't know. I, I think just Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren is just too good of a duo to, to beat for the hogs. Yeah. Uh, I have Gonzaga, Arkansas. It wouldn't surprise me if Arkansas won this game. They've, they've consistently shown up in big games but I think part of that's also that they've been doing that at a packed Bud Walton arena. I don't think that, I don't know. I, I don't think that they really played a team like Gonzaga. Um, I like the Zags. Um, Lone hog. Lone hog. Um, next yes. one, we have the three seed Texas Tech against the two seed Duke. I uh, we can go or go in whatever yeah. order. If you want to yeah, I'll, just, just let I'll, it jump, I'll jump in on this one. This is, coming into the sweet 16 when picking my bracket this is like one that I landed on it's it's a tough one to pick because I think Texas Tech can beat Duke but I don't think they can beat Gonzaga it's it's weird so I think Texas Tech can beat Duke but I don't think they'll be able to beat Gonzaga but Duke could go either way but I think Duke beats Gonzaga in the Elite Eight so I think so what you're saying is is Tech can't Tech you think Tech will beat Duke but or maybe not think, but like I get what you mean. Like, yeah, Duke has the ceiling to beat Gonzaga. Texas Tech, correct, is not. correct. That's what I would say. So mm-hmm. this that makes sense. Really has major implications of how the Final Four plays out. Um, I took Texas Tech in this game, um, and part of me wants to just say, hey, if Texas Tech's riding high, maybe they can beat Gonzaga. But realistically, I don't know if that's the case. But I took Texas Tech in this game. I think that. They're playing good basketball, and unfortunately, but I say unfortunately with a grain of salt, uh, Coach K's career comes to an end in the Sweet 16. What? Um, K's career is going to come to an end in the. Like, until there was a point they were down by like, what, seven? And then it was seven or something. 
Maybe it was more than seven, but I just thought it was over. Then they went on a little run. Bencho hit a layup. They went down, stopped. They hit another shot. I was like, oh, they're going to win this game. And I was right. They came back and won this game. But for me, I think Texas Tech, I, they're – see, I've watched Texas Tech the whole year. If they get away with physical fouls, which they did in the Big 12, they'll win this game. But if they can't get with those fouls, then they get refs. I'll call those fouls. They'll lose this game. Well, if they've got the Arizona TCU refs that, like, just let Coloco and Lampkin tackle each other, then Texas Tech should be good. Oh, Texas yeah, Tech Duke isn't going to win this game. Duke is superior and skill level. I still, I still go to the thing. I still go to the thing that Duke has so much pressure on them that they can fold at any moment. Duke will get every call they ever want. I think, it, 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 again, I might be jumping ahead of myself to the final four here. One matchup that I'd be really interested to watch would be Purdue versus Gonzaga in the final four. If it does come to that, I would be interested to see how Edie handles uh, a big like Timmy or Holmgren. Holmgren, Edie would just leave the court because like he's not skilled and he'd have like a. I don't know. Right. Dude, Holmgren and Edie is like the battle of the of two really skinny people. Like that aren't super Jackson, athletic. You should get in there. That's what I was gonna say. The battle of Jackson Francois. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I should get in both. So, like, I don't think Holmgren has the size to. I mean, obviously he's a seven footer, but he's also extremely skinny. So going against a guy like Edie would be interesting to watch. But Edie's also kind of struggled in this tournament of actually putting the ball in the basket. So. He struggles with that a lot. He's just yes, he does. Um, as as we saw in both the games against Wisconsin, which if he actually would have been able to put the ball in the basket, uh, maybe both those games are different stories. But I digress. Yeah. Um, if you were wondering my pick for this game, I'm taking Texas Tech. I originally had Duke in the Elite Eight, and I I think it's a little bold, but I seeing Texas Tech in person, you know they didn't they didn't play great offensively um in the notre dame game but the way that they play defense is so impressive and the thing about duke yeah yeah exactly sweeney um the thing about duke is that you get different dukes different nights um we've seen duke play at a championship level and we've seen duke play at a struggling with mediocre acc teams level and i think the defense of texas tech is gonna overwhelm duke a little bit so i'm i'm gonna go out and uh Go out on a limb and take take the Red Raiders. I got something to say. This should be Alabama. Alabama should be in the spot. I agree. Roll Tide. Quinterly wouldn't got hurt. They'd be in the spot. Definitely not. But Roll Tide. Yeah, I mean they. Yeah, they they would not be anywhere near here. But joking. Yeah. Okay. One can hope. Okay. Um. Next game from the South Region. We have number one Arizona and number five Houston. Um, I'll jump on this one again first. It, same thing that I said just a couple minutes before that this is going to be a really good matchup of a team that's playing hot versus a team that's um, one of the most talented teams, uh, or at least um, it, based on Coloco and how, how Coloco and Mathurin individually are playing. Um, but Arizona's also had some, had a, game that they probably should not have won against TCU. So anyways, it'll be interesting to see how this one matches up, but I've just really liked Arizona. And if they play a good game or just a borderline good game, they beat Houston by at least a couple possessions. Well, Houston, like 
Arizona, Houston's like, I'm pretty sure they're a really fast team. I don't mean tempo, but I mean just like they're athletically fast. Right. And when they, if they haven't, probably don't play many teams like that in the American, and they didn't really play a hard non conference either. So, like, it's going to probably be weird for them to play a team that is like just as physical and as athletic as them. And Arizona's taller than them. So, but, but I think Houston is, is well coached and Kelvin Sampson is going to have the perfect game plan to beat Arizona. So Arizona, a lot like the TCU game is really going to have to win a rock fight. Yeah. Jackson. Is Jackson with us? Is he sleeping? (laughs) Are you Uh, pretending to be asleep, Jackson? Sorry. I have my airport in. Um, uh, Arizona's going to win by like 12 points. Has, I mean, has Houston like seen a guard this year that it's as good as Matherin and a big man that's as good and skilled as Coloco? Yeah, Jalen Duran. You're right. That's, yeah, you're right. I, you, you're right, right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but a guard, like they definitely haven't seen a guard as skilled as Matherin. Javon Quinn. Yeah, they, they <laughs> yeah, no, no, you, you, you make a good point. I completely forgot. Johnny Davis. Didn't he not play against Houston? Did he not? Uh, no, was, no, he dropped 30 against Houston. Actually, oh, yeah, they played he did. Kiss, so. So, though, I, I mean, I would I would say that uh, Matherin's better than Johnny Davis. Hey, they, they, no, they, and, they, and throughout conference play. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, that. yeah. Um, it's, yeah, Arizona's going to have to win a rock fight, but Arizona beat UCLA twice in the regular season, and that's two games that they had to win in rock fights, so they can win games like this. Yeah. Sweeney, who you got here? Um, I might have to roll with Arizona because I'm a big fan of uh, Dale and Terry, even though he's he definitely has like a 2.0 GPA. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Dale and Terry. He can't know how to shoot a layup, but, you know, big fan of Dale and Terry. And uh, Houston, there's just – I feel like the injury is going to catch up to him. They're going to just fold. Better you know, in some way, there's going to be, there's going to, it's in San Antonio, so there's going to be a lot of Houston fans. I feel like in some random way, Dale and Terry and Kirk Risa will like thrive off of the hostile crowd on a tournament game and they'll just like go crazy. Or he'll go, or he'll go one for 11. Yeah, Kirk Risa <laughs> should mean, not play. He looks ha- Well, there's two sides of Kirk Risa. There's the one for 10 Kirk Risa, but when he played Utah, in January or February, whenever that was, he literally looked like Steph Curry. For sure, but he also he, just didn't look. He didn't look right. Didn't look like. He also, he also did, in against against TCU. Yeah, I mean, the man had a brutal ankle sprain two weeks ago, and there was a picture on Twitter. The bruise was just horrific. Yeah, no, <laughs> if nothing else, he should be playing more limited minutes. He got put yeah. in like a, he got put in like a tank. And he came back. There ain't no way. But you, Tommy Lloyd, gets put in a weird situation where you got to ride with your point guard. I think Kyra's capable, but I digress. I am taking Houston because I refuse to take U4. I refuse to pick Arizona. Um, Houston shows up, um, stifles them defensively. Um, I really was not high on Houston throughout the year, but I will never be high on Arizona no matter what, so I'm taking Houston. Um, I think Houston's home, home court will remind me a lot of, like, Wisconsin. Nice. Um, yeah, it reminds me of a lot of Wisconsin basketball. Everything's Wisconsin. Um, that, uh, you're game. talking about Wisconsin basketball at the Kohl Center because that's yeah, not, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because that that's different than what we saw at Pfizer. But I again, I digress. 
Um, tomorrow, the other game tomorrow, we have 11 Michigan squaring off with two Villanova. I'm not uh, going to well. I thought the games were on Friday and Saturday, not tomorrow. So who does, who does Villanova have on their roster that can stop Hunter Dickens? The ghost of Jeremiah Robinson Earl. <laughs> but who does Michigan have that can stop Gillespie? Like uh, Frankie Collins. Frankie Collins is fucking tough. Frankie Collins. Yeah, but legend. no, like um, I. It's a good question. Adrian Nunez will come out and stop him. Yeah, you will. You'll come off the bench. He'll come off the bench for the first time in his career. It's a weird dynamic because Michigan doesn't play great defense. Villanova is better offensively than they are defensively, but they they can play more defense than Michigan. So that's the thing is it comes down to it really comes down to who can be more dominant between Gillespie, I think largely between Gillespie and uh, and Dickinson. I think a guy to look for as well in terms of. Uh, Villanova plays hard. They're a very gritty team, but they're they're not very long, like you were saying. Um, I think you could look for oh. freshman Musa Diabate to possibly um, have a role, um, make some plays. And I think for me, what it ultimately comes down to, although I literally just said that Dickinson will be the deciding factor, I think in crunch time, you need Caleb Houston to play like the talented five-star he is instead of the shooting, shooting over 10, looking like Kirk Reese, kind of guy. Um, I'm. I'm gonna take. You it. can't just put disrespect like that on Kirk Reese's name. Like I just did. I'm taking Michigan. Um, we're gonna we're gonna sprain your ankle and put you on a basketball court in a week after that. Just don't play See then. How you shoot? I'm not. Let's I'm go. not saying that he should be shooting great. That he shouldn't be playing then. I am gonna. My heart wants me to say that. Um, I, I want Hunter Dickinson's season to end painfully. And I want him to not be playing basketball this season any longer. But my brain also says, yeah, Hunter Dickinson's also one of playing really dominant basketball right now. And if there's no one that can stop him on Villanova, Michigan might roll into the Elite Eight and sets up a pretty interesting matchup of the bigs with um, the, the, the size that Arizona has against Dickinson. Well, as an Arizona fan, I really hope uh, I really hope that Michigan wins, assuming Arizona wins, because like Arizona stopped Hunter Dickinson, <laughs> and what is Michigan gonna do when he's not rolling? Well, like, is that again, based on our games in two K? Because I did struggle with Michigan. That is based on November when Christian Coloco, who is much better now, like just completely locked up Dickinson, and Are that's November. Sure it's not based on our many. This 2K is March. Games, I don't know if I this want a single is one March. Michigan, maybe two. But as an Arizona fan, I think Michigan's a lot easier than Villanova to beat. Maybe I'll regret these words on Saturday. Maybe Arizona doesn't win tomorrow. Who knows? Jackson, Sweeney? Jackson, go for it. Oh, never mind. Um, um, yeah. I'll take Michigan. Or no, no, I'm not going to take Michigan. That's a dumb pick. I'll take Villanova. Um I, n- I never officially pick. I am pick- I am still taking Villanova because I still want Hunter Dickinson season to end painfully. Yeah, I've, I've got Nova too. So for me, I was so torn in this game. And for all the points y'all said, if Hunter Dickinson gets going, Michigan going to win. If Gillespie gets going, if they both get going, it's just going to be a great game. But I also, in my initial bracket, had Tennessee beating Villanova because I just didn't think Villanova <laughs> – 
really was going to be able to move on that easily. But I don't know. It, it's a different story here. But I literally made this pick. Michigan played on Saturday. Vanderbilt played on Sunday. So I picked Michigan. That's all I got. I, um, if I can give some analysis here. Uh, Colin Gillespie's good. He's surrounded by shooters. They're Big East champions. Um, although Villanova's playing like good, or Michigan's playing good basketball lately. Um, Hunter Dickinson can't do all by himself, and the rest of the team can't really shoot. And hey, Eli Brooks like, is hooping, bro. Yeah, Brooks and Hooper. Um. Also, Providence is the true Big East champ. Sorry. Caleb Houston um, is hooping too. Speaking of Providence, let's go down to the games for Friday, and we can start it off with Kansas Providence. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Roll Friars. Uh, it's a game of two teams I do not like. Uh, but I, I got, really hope that Providence beats Kansas just because at this point I'm mesmerized at the luck that they have had all year. And I'm not saying that the, the winning in South Dakota State or Richmond were lucky, but just let's keep the luck going. Let's have Providence get to the Elite Eight and play a double-digit seed. That's just how this season should go for them. Um, it's a Joey pick here. Um, I have Kansas winning. But also going back to last week's episode with the dream of a Creighton um, deep run, I would have been interested. It would have been interesting to see a Creighton versus Providence. I definitely would not have expected to see a Creighton versus Providence Sweet 16 matchup. My Creighton Final Four narrative would just be going nuclear right now if if they had beat Kansas and they were never going to win. It's How about the Trey Alexander? They were never going to win yet. I mean, they were in that game basically all game. Just at yeah, the very end. Just a, also, if they were health, fully healthy. Yeah, but if they're fully healthy, they're probably like a six seed and they're not even playing Kansas. Yeah. Just a, that's just a deep rabbit hole. Well, but if – what's his name? What's their center's name? Oh, the no, – like The guy who got hurt against San Diego State? Yeah, if, he, yeah, if he's healthy, yeah. that's yeah. a difference maker. Um, All right, I'll take over. I'll say something about this game. Um, I think it's going to be McCormick versus Watson. I think Cooper wins that battle. Unless Abaji is just Jesus or something. What's, what's your score Cooper prediction? Watson. What'd you say? What's your score prediction? My score prediction? 78-71. I'll say yeah. Nate Watson's oh. Nate Watson's kind of underrated. Like, not many people know about Nate Watson, and that dude is good. Providence is so Nate lucky that it's, it's not just luck, it's a skill at this point. Is really streaky. So. Honestly, I know Noah said these are two teams he doesn't like. I honestly like both these teams. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't like. I don't know how you can like Kansas, no, but I can no, understand no why you like Kansas. Providence. I don't Fuck have anything Kansas. against I hate Kansas. Kansas. The fact that everyone hates the baseball. Well, like, you I, can I, just tell the podcast why you like Kansas because they have Remy Martin. Kansas yeah. does have Remy Martin. That's hey, all you do is fucking suck off Remy Martin. I fucking hate that dude. <laughs> wow. And Christian Brown. I hope Christian. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I could. I just it's on paper it's hard to imagine Providence winning this game, but all year long that's Providence has defied that. Uh, but I, with that being said, I'm rocking, shocking, and jayhawking. Yeah, roll fryers, baby. Look, I'm, please, please never say that again. Let's move on. Okay, roll fryers. Um, let's go. No, rocking. Game. No, I'm not. No. Let's do 11 seed Iowa State versus 10 seed Miami. I think let's let Jackson start this one up. 
All right. You know what? This is what I've been waiting for. I mean, the other discussions had me asleep, um, but the Cyclones. What? 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 What am I a fucking piece of shit for, Jer? Sorry, I should, shouldn't have read that. Let me get back on my. <laughs> All right, should I restart my tangent? No, just. Uh, I think Iowa State's defense is going to beat Miami. All right, see, Iowa State's defense, Caleb Grill, Isaiah Brockington. And oh, I think they can shut down the Miami guards. And I think they'll win another low scoring game. Move on to the Elite Eight. Oh, fuck. I'm going to say I do like Iowa State. Um, I mean, as much as I can like the team that ended our season and an 11 seed, but um, it, it the X factor is going to be Tyrese Hunter. Um, you you could have the Tyrese Hunter that went off and had a career game in that first round, or you could have one that started I think like 0 for 7 from the field against Wisconsin. Um, it, it it'll be interesting to see which one we see for the rest of the tournament. Um, I have Miami. I guess no one else is going to take Miami. I really no. think it's a coin flip. I'm, I'm going to go Transweeney too. You go Miami um, too? I'll, I'll Actually, take the Canes. One of my best friends just got into Miami um, and I ordered like the Miami gloves. Like, you know, the big like... Uh, yeah, okay, cool. Um, yeah, I, I get the kind of... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we need a Miami St. Peter's uh, national championship. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you get the Canes versus the Cox. Like, let's. That's a pretty good matchup there. Uh, but um, Isaiah Wong and Cameron Gusty are Hoopers. I love Cameron Gusty. He shouldn't have transferred from Oklahoma, but anyways, I got Miami. Yeah. Okay. Next game, let's do eight seed North Carolina, four seed UCLA. Mick Cronin is gonna have a calculated attack. He is gonna wear down basically just like the five guys that play for UNC and the Bruins are going to win by 10. That's all I got. I will That's all I got. that statement. Pac-12 narrative. Pac-12. Not Pac-12 narrative. Miles Johnson is going to stop Armando Baycott. Yeah, I know a lot about UCLA. And the, and the thing is they're like Jules Renard is going to like step up because I don't think Hawkins is going to play. And like everyone thinks Johnny Juzing, but like Jules Renard has been incredible this year. Jules Bernard's gonna drop. Jules Bernard's gonna drop like twenty five points. Twenty points. Jules Bernard's one of my favorite players, like in college basketball. I love Jules Bernard. Yeah, I hate Jules Bernard, but that's because he's at UCLA. I think in terms of his impact, it's very big. Definitely. Um, Yeah, I, I've got, I've got UCLA. Does anyone else not have UCLA? mm, Oh, go ahead. I did pick North Carolina in my. If I'm looking at my second chance bracket, it'll. North Carolina, there is, even though they didn't lose to Baylor, there is a strategy to beat them, and that's get them into foul trouble, and they will choke away as well. Yeah, because North Carolina literally plays like six dudes. Right. Like Sweeney, that, that, that bench was atrocious, atrocious to watch once Manic so, was gone and they had to go down to their bench. Because they're not deep at all. Joey, a second chance bracket is a very participation trophy mindset. It, I understand that, but that's what I'm looking at when this, I'm looking at my America picks right now. That's just what this I'm looking at. But I, I, I am going to just, I, I 
I want to take North Carolina because they're still playing very good basketball right now. I'm going to say if if Jaime Hawkins does not play, I'm taking North Carolina. Jaime Hawkins is the best player on that team. He's the he's the most important player on that team. Um, as much as Johnny Juzang gets all the credit, and he had a spectacular March last year, um, Jaime Hawkins is what gets that team going. And without Jaime Hawkins. Um, obviously, North Carolina's lack of depth is a little concerning, but they're playing great basketball, so I'll take them. Look, another Oklahoma transfer in this game. Brady Mannix can go off. Brady Mannix is good. He's really good. Yeah. All right, so then we can get, move on to our last uh, Sweet 16 game. Uh, we got the three-seed Purdue, 15-seed St. Peter's. Um, it, it Purdue. Uh, I hope St. Peter's wins, but Purdue. <laughs> I got uh, Purdue. Uh, Doug, <laughs> Dougie Buckets is going to go off. I love Dougie Buckets, but um, Purdue. I mean, how how can you not be rooting for St. Peter's? Like, you, it's, it's hard not to, but look, they don't have anyone that can really match up with I mean, look, I guess they, they beat a Kentucky team as Oscar Shibway, but I think you combine the size of Edie um, and the size of Travion Williams as well as how electric uh, Jaden Ivey is. Um, I like, I, I, I like uh, Purdue, but we're all, we're all rooting for St. Peter's. So I'm going to pick a game with my heart here. Um, I don't seem to be using my head a whole lot lately. So I'm going to pick the uh, St. Peter's Peacocks. Um, for reasons like Doug, because yeah, I like his NIL deal. Fair enough. Hey, Doug, well, NIL deal too. If if they can just like if Zach Eady, I don't know, like just for some reason like doesn't exist, like St. Peter's can win this game because they play great defense. Zach Eady can only play twenty five minutes a game because if he's Zach, Eady, but but the, the, he's, he's just gonna catch the ball in the post and just put it up. There's not going to be anyone he can that put it can... up, but can he put it in? Is going to be the question. If he doesn't, he'll just get it again and try again. Right. Um, yeah. Okay, and then let we can go. We don't have to go through specific elite eight matchups. Uh, let's. Everyone can give their final four. Uh, whoever wants to go can start. Let me look at my second chance bracket real quick. No, no, you're not looking at your second <laughs> He's chance making fun bracket. of Joey. I hope it was hysterical. It was making fun of Joey for yeah, sure. I, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> this is less of a of a college basketball podcast, more of a Joey slander podcast for the second chance bracket. And Wisconsin. Oh, I made a second chance bracket. It's gone now. How do I look at it? Okay, um, I'll start if no one else would like to. No, I'll start. I, I, I got it. 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 I'll pull up my second chance bracket. Yeah, I got my second chance. I got this thing pulled up. I have Texas Tech. I love me some Texas Tech. Right? UCLA. This is actually not even my second chance bracket. This is actually one of my actual brackets. Arizona and Kansas. Oh, bird. Yeah. Original. Original. You know, what if what if Arizona and UCLA both make the final four? 
There's a world where Arizona and UCLA play in the national championship. There's a world where there's, there's a world where Duke teams. plays North. Well, Duke, Duke plays in North the final Carolina four. Final there's four, a world but, where yeah. I'm in agony if that happens. If you can do this, it's two Big Twelve teams and two Pac twelve teams. The two best conferences in college basketball. The two best conferences in college basketball. Yep. yep. Exactly. I mean, you know, I think whoever has the most teams in the final four are the best best conferences. That's definitely a great measure. Absolutely. And, you know, the tournament doesn't have a lot of randomness and isn't a good way to measure the season. Yeah. Um, Joey, you want to go ahead? Yeah, I, I pulled up my uh, my second chance bracket here. I've got I, – I really wanted to take Texas Tech to beat Gonzaga, but I'm going to take Gonzaga, Purdue, Arizona, Kansas. And actually, I think Purdue-Gonzaga will be an interesting matchup. Um I talked about before. Um, uh, I just I, I feel like Jade Ivy, Ivy in that game would just have a game, and if he does, I think they can ride into the national championship and upset Gonzaga. Uh, Jackson or Noah, which y'all want to go first? Noah can go first. <laughs> Noah, you here? I had some poor listening skills. What's going on? You, give us your final four. Oh, my final four. Okay. Um, I'll go Gonzaga, UCLA, Arizona, and Kansas. Who do you have one? I, I, well, I can guess who you have one. Yeah, in the, in the podcast we did like two weeks ago, I said Arizona, Gonzaga, 85-81. Cool. Fair enough. Jackson? Um, I got Duke. Duke. UCLA, Arizona, and Iowa State, of course. Clones. Oh. Which he it. also had like two weeks ago when we did yeah, that but podcast. Yeah, winning it all. Yeah. Oh, fuck no. No, 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 no. <laughs> of course not. I'm not that dumb. I didn't get that far in my bracket. I, I'd have UCLA and Kansas in the championship in my winner. I feel bad for Drew. Like, this podcast is gonna like almost get taken down so, just because of me. But okay, in my winner, I messed up on the score, and the score is six hundred ninety-nine to seventy-seven. So, so wait, who'd you have winning? Kansas six hundred ninety-nine, UCLA. Oh. Is Igbachi Seven? just gonna like just hit every shot he can oh. possibly hit? Yeah, they are. UCLA will score a touchdown. They barely do that in football sometimes, so that's cool. Former future UCLA athletic director, Desiree Reed Francois. Um, okay, my, my final four um, I'll take Gonzaga from the West. I'll have them play Purdue from the East, which is scary, but I think a Purdue North Carolina matchup, as I picked in this situation, I think Purdue has the upper hand there, considering at that point, I don't see how North Carolina isn't suffering from fatigue. Um, so I have that. And then in the uh, South region, I'm going to take Michigan. I think that's bold. Um, I'm going to refuse to take Arizona. Um, I think Houston, there's an outside shot, but ultimately I like the winner of the Michigan-Villanova game, and I have Michigan winning that. Um, and then Midwest, I have Kansas. Um, I just – I don't – I, I, I same thing. I think it's the winner of the Kansas-Providence game because if Providence beats Kansas, like, like they're winning it all. That's, that's Wait, did you say you had Michigan in the Final Four? I do have Michigan in the Final Four. Um, should, we sing, should we sing the fight song? 
Hail no. to the no, we shouldn't. <laughs> um, and then I have I have Gonzaga winning it all. It's boring, but it, it's just if it's, Michigan beat Villanova and like Arizona or Houston, I would be stunned. They're, you they're, would put they're, in the final yeah, they're beating Villanova, then they're beating Houston. Arizona's going to Cancun. Well, Arizona's going to, going to Estonia to, to. I'm not going to finish what I was going to say. Yeah, we built we built Walton. You we shut your mouth. Yeah. Okay. How much time? That, I feel like know? we covered every possible aspect of the current college basketball landscape. Besides Jackson, new Missouri head coach, tell us about it. Ah, uh, Dan Skates. Um, I'm super pumped. Uh, can't wait to meet him. Uh, we when's, finally got a head coach. When's the presser? The press conference was yesterday at <sighs> Central. Um, Oh. He's gonna he's gonna win championships. He's gonna do it the right way. We're gonna win in the classroom, the community, and on the court. So M I Z. Yes, win the right way. Old school. It's all about it's all about long twos and you got you gotta pass before you shoot. No, 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 no. We no ISO balls. No long twos. Nate Nate Oates is rolling over in his grave hearing about about long twos. Um but I, I think that's all we have for today. Thank One thing I'd like to say, uh, my my closing statement is, Jackson, if you uh, ever go into a Missouri basketball game, like at Kentucky or something, get it going, and you got to look at the crowd, and you got to tell them to to listen to the Red Shirt podcast. Oh, I'm gonna be like, I mean, maybe I'll grow up if I can ever actually grow facial hair because I do look like I'm 12. Um, I'll grow a mustache like Doug, and you know, I'll be like the Kentucky supervillain. If Kobe Brown doesn't transfer, do you want to ask him to go on the Retro podcast? I'm not going to do that for you. Um, Kobe Brown, could, could Desert, could, why isn't, why isn't DRF come on? I met DRF. You did, and she did make a little cameo on an off-air part In of the, the Retro podcast. Okay, we're going way over it. Um, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Um, check out the blog, theredshirt.blog or theredshirt.wixsite.com. Um, as well as check out the Instagram at the.redshirt. That's where I'm posting their new blogs and podcasts. The Twitter, which I occasionally use, at the Redshirt blog. Um, again, thank you guys for tuning into this episode um, of the Redshirt podcast. We'll see you next time.